hello hello and welcome to episode 92 of digital digital get down yo what's up if you even still remember that we have a podcast we're here we're alive uh i do want to call out some of our loyal listeners Mm -hmm. we have some prizes to dole out do we actually have the prizes yeah we came up with them okay uh i know you don't entirely remember offering prizes the last two episodes I vague by the second time I figured it out. Yeah. Uh, so. So I'm not winning one. No. <laughs> um. So, the two people that got it from last time, uh-huh. there was a suggestion that we uh, let them pick something for us to review. Oh, to review! I thought they just got to pick any gift in the entire. No, 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 Law of no, surprise! No. Law of surprise! <laughs> okay, Witcher. Okay, Geralt. Um, they get to pick a. I think a movie would probably be easiest. I have the longest to read list for books yeah. and TV shows are Something not catching our attention. Something streamable, which, which we'll talk about later. But uh, So yes, yeah, so Jen and Emily, mm-hmm. you know who you are. Uh, if you message us the keyword from the last episode, you can send us your choice of a movie or a very short TV show. Yeah, or mini-series, short, mini-series we're talking. <laughs> Why is that a category? The, the show I'm watching right now, The Queen's Gambit. The, yeah. That's it's a mini series. How is it different from episodes of a TV show? If it's like meant to be serious, it's usually a mini series. And if there's like no, no hint of a second second like, rod or why something. Why wasn't like Dairy Girls or, or Sex Education? Why wasn't that mm-hmm. a mini series? Especially if it's a straight to Netflix one. I'm sorry, it's not a mini series. Yeah, it's just very long episodes. Not very many of them. Yeah. Anyways, Jen and Emily. Congratulations. Thank yep. you for listening all the way through to the end of some of our very rambly podcasts. We will review your item by the year 2022, <laughs> I would say. Sometime next year. <laughs> um, so yes, a movie or a short TV sh- uh, series or miniseries, preferably streamable. Correct. We're not going to run out to the video store to get a... I was telling the students today about how there used to be like a legit video store. And they're like, we've heard of Blockbuster. And I was like, you guys don't understand. I mean, like, I didn't even have like a a true emotional connection to the video store. Like, you hear a lot of people talk about like, that's where they hung out. They knew the people who worked there. Their friends were there. Like, all I remember is Tuesday was two for two ninety nine or something at Video Update. And we would go there, and you would—I would just dash to the like the the new releases, and you would just pray that there was an extra VHS behind it, because that meant there was one in stock. Otherwise, yeah. like they always showed them all, but they weren't always. But in they stock. had that, just the empty box. Yeah, right? and you'd be like, oh Ours no. Ours didn't actually have the VHS. It had a little um, a little like slip on the top of it. Yeah. So it was like an empty VHS tape with you a take slip, it up to the counter. And you took it up to the mm-hmm. counter, and then they filled your video in. Yeah. So that people couldn't steal them. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't, like, hang out there, no. but it was very close to my house. Ours was Video Time 2. Mm-hmm. It was... Was there a Video um, Time 1? No, unclear. <laughs> unclear. It, um... I just very distinctly remember wandering the uh, the racks of it. Um, we used to go, like, we would go order our takeout. Yeah. And while we were waiting for it, we would go hang out in the video store and pick... Nice. Um, pick what video we were going to do. That's an evening. We could either get a movie or a video game. Yeah. So usually I got a movie and Nick got a video game. Yeah. And we would play it together. That's how we used to play. All the all my students are like, do you know GTA, Miss G? And I'm like, <laughs> I've played that before you guys were born. Yeah. Literally. 
Like, we didn't used to get that one that much. Yeah. So it was not appropriate when Nick was younger. But we got a lot of good games mm -hmm. from there. So we would get PlayStation or PlayStation 2 eventually. We had games. Um, or we would get a movie. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just have a lot of strong Nostalgia. feelings about it. Anyways. Um, Whew, we're both uh, we're both alive you know we haven't succumbed to covid but we i also survived all day on a ladder as well we had an all-day christmas light extravaganza in mid-november seemed like it went very well and then took a man, dark turn man adults don't warn you about this stuff i was warned i knew exactly what to do i had this issue many a time with my I dad. thought the whole point of christmas lights was that you slapped them back to back to back to back to back to back to back and they all magically lit up. We had trauma today where they lit up all together for five minutes and then would uh, fault or something. No, they just blew the fuse. Blew the there fuse. was too much. There was too many connected, Man. and I couldn't handle it. I knew what happened immediately, and I went and got the replacement ones. Man, what um, a rush to replace a fuse in a tiny little while Christmas light dangling thing. from a very unsafe, Man. precarious position of a ladder. Man. Um, I was like Feel alive. climbing up on columns. Yeah. Um, it was a lot. You scaled the column, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Spider Woman. Spider Girl? Yeah. Isn't there a Spider Girl? I'm not. Gwen? I'm, I'm not in that universe, sorry. Anyways, um, I think we got it working for now. Fingers crossed. They're still on, as far as I can see. I think. Yeah. Um, you interrupted me, though. We have a. Yeah. Uh, one of our winners has got two in a row. Oh boy! So Emily from the UK mm -hmm. got two wins a trip to America. In a row. No, <laughs> literally not allowed legally right now. Probably. Um, I was going to say that I will send her a book of her choice. Oh my gosh! You know we don't make any money from the <laughs> podcast, right? A cheap book of your choice. <laughs> um, and I was going to do about an ebook, streamable. Sure, if she has an e-reader. Otherwise, she can get a real book if she wants to. Um, I was going to say I'll do it to supportbookshop.org. They just started... Um, They're getting a lot of good press, not just from you. They just started ship, uh, shipping in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, before they were purely US-based, I think. Um, so, Emily from the UK, if you would like a preferably relatively inexpensive book of your choice from bookshop.org... Let me know. All right. Are we done pandering to our loyal listeners? Our only listeners? <laughs> yes. Um, also, if bookshop.org wants to, you know, sponsor yeah. us or give us a Jelt's not walking through that door, so. Uh, Libro FM, another good one for, for Open local bookstores, for audiobooks. Sure. They have an awesome educator program, so uh, support them. Okay. Or they could sponsor us. Don't sound so desperate. <laughs> you just said we weren't making any money. <laughs> so, uh, I was mm. going to connect it to the Christmas lights thing, because we have our Christmas lights on right now. So we going do. Going back to Christmas lights. I thought we were just putting them up because it was like a nice-ish day in Minnesota. And then you were like, let's put no, them it on. No, like it's like a combination of two things. One is that you got in the Christmas mood earlier than to my liking. But I've accepted that. But at the same time, I really have very little passion for Thanksgiving. So much so that I'm I'm having our family call it Harvest Day or Harvest Harvest Festival. Mm -hmm. 
So at the same time, I'm like, well, I don't have to wait for that day to finish to put up a, a candy cane. Especially this year. Thanksgiving is very late. Yeah. Um, it's like one of the latest it can be, I think. Yeah. The latest it can be. And we get, we get the Lifetime channel now, and they're 24 by 7 Christmas movies. So clearly it's Christmas season. You, you're the one who's gone all in with that the last couple years. I get a little tired of them. Mostly, None of them have hooked me yet so far this year. Mostly because... We talked about this the other day. I like to like sit and watch a movie straight through. Mm. Uh, unless it's like a movie I've seen before and then I'll watch it on TV. But like I think one of the worst things about being a parent for mm. me is not being able to sit and watch a movie straight through because like the baby needs us. Yeah, that doesn't bug me. Yeah. Same thing with like when we start watching these Lifetime movies, unless I'm really, really doing something else. Yeah. If we're watching like Lifetime or Hallmark... I'm like, I don't understand the plot. Like, I, I want to know what's happening. You want to go back to the beginning. And I want to not even go back to the beginning. I feel like I just need a little, like, thing at the bottom that's like, <laughs> you know how they do it on the news? Like, yeah. local person this. I, like, sure. want it to pop up and be like, here's the where we're at. Summary, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm grappling with with some streaming issues right now. Um, I, I've put our YouTube TV subscription on pause because of the price hikes that they've had. The only Can't good thing was it. Supermarket Sweep with Leslie Jones. Oh, that, that's my good news. Oh, sorry, it, sorry. Gosh. Um, this is segueing into newses. Uh, so I switched us to Sling, which has a few different channels, a few less channels. I'm not that impressed by... I'm just not impressed by the connection. Yeah, it does seem like you're spotty. streaming. I felt like the right. YouTube TV one, like loaded pretty snappy like, like if cable, it was a real yeah. cable sling it's like it comes up really fuzzy but yeah i don't know what it is within me and i think we've talked about it on the podcast but i need some form of live live channel guide because for me i like i don't know there's some sort of comfort for me of clicking a button and being in the middle of something for everybody so and not people having have cable to, honey right but honestly if netflix would just have a shuffle mode i was just gonna say that or Hulu. i would i would probably not need the safety of of office and big bang reruns on and here's what i would want for cable. netflix you know what bugs me about netflix what is your watch list is just anything you've liked i want a two yeah. watch list and a favorites list it baffles me that they haven't haven't built that out at all it's like on, on when you open it on a computer you can at least sort it but when you're on the tv app like there's literally nothing to do except yeah. try to find something and it's also frustrating like not so much this year but mine is a mess yeah. because it has all my school stuff in it. So it's mm. like Magic School Bus. You need to create a separate account I probably should Ms. have. G, yeah. And that way like the kids doesn't pop up and see what I was watching or something. Yeah. But uh, mostly it's just frustrating because I want a favorites option. So if I do want to watch like Easy A or yeah. uh, I don't know what other movies I have on there. Right, and then they could, like, shuffle things that you already know and love. Correct. Oh, that's such a good idea. So, uh, we know someone who works at Netflix. I should really... It's true. What do you say? What's the the phrase? Mm Mm-hmm. Put, the, put a bug in his ear? What's I think phrase? that might be right. You might have gotten it on the first try. I don't try. think that was right. <laughs> um, anyways, there needs to be a to-watch list. Yeah. And a favorites list. Oh, that's that's so simple and so perfect. And then in the favorites list, you could just do a shuffle and it would just start one of them. Well, uh, just a couple channels too. Three channels. Your comedy channel, your action channel, your drama channel, your family channel. Four channels. not even channels, just favorites. And then shuffle and it'll give you like which option do you want, like one or two. Man. 
And just on that, shout out to Quibi for for planning its release at like the worst possible time. Not that I think it would have succeeded in any climate, but um, funny stuff there. And also, they almost would have had me. They had a couple shows I was interested in. Oh my in. gosh. Um, Darren Chris and that girl from from um, You Are the Worst. Yeah. Had that show that I wanted yeah, to cash. watch. Royalties. Um, another quick comment on on the state of streaming right now, which I think sums it up at least from my point of view. I got 10 emails saying that I had a free premium Peacock subscription just because I pay for Comcast internet, and I could not get myself motivated enough to download one of their apps and attempt to log in. Even though they have shows that I probably want to watch, I just couldn't even get myself to do it. That was how we were going to watch Field of Dreams last night, and instead we had to watch it with a doo-doo-doo, doo-doo-doo. Yeah, MLB Network has some... They've tried to come through with the sports movies yeah. when they don't have other content, and I think it was a good move by them. Like For sure. I think it was smart. However, you can't have the fucking live score stream, like, streaming at the bottom. Like, yeah. Just accept that this is a movie network right, right Put now. Put us into like theater mode. Yes. Yeah? Okay. It scared me. I jumped every single time. Yeah. It's terrible. Are you ready for some good news and bad news and good news and some okay news more of my updates oh you still got more stuff i got more okay um i was just gonna talk about the books that i've been reading i've been really struggling with books i've been having a tough time just with work and with the world and whatever um and i've had a hard time focusing on books one that i really like that actually your mom recommended Shut up, Mom. I'm still here. It's a um, essay-style nonfiction. I, I don't know if I'd call it a memoir, but mm-hmm. what's I don't know what that Autobiographical style is called. Or no? Yeah, yeah. Did you read The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin yet? Not yet. No. I don't know what the style is called. Where it's just kind of like an essay on a topic and it pulls in some of their real life. Yeah, like it's not really like a memoir because it's not like when I was five. Sure. But it's Personal not. Essay, it's not I like a. Say. But it's not like a straight essay. It mm-hmm. kind of like meanders. Um, so I don't know what the. I don't know what the style is. But we'll that's ask the audience. But that's the type of memoir that I've, or that that's the type of nonfiction I've been enjoying the most this year because it's mm-hmm. very readable, like it's very um, easy to get into it, and it doesn't try to be super like textbooky. Sure. It's, um, not, it's not trying to be like persuasive like a typical. It's essay? called I'm Still Here, Black mm-hmm. Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. Mm-hmm. And it was just excellent. Um, it's just very, very readable. And I don't mean that in a, a condescending way. I just mean like it, it grabbed you. It, it wasn't like dry, like Got nonfiction. It. Like it was, I don't know. I was very, very impressed by it. I gave it an this A. This is your year of nonfiction, babe. Gosh. I'm trying. Not all of them have been successes for me. But yeah. um, so that one I did not think I was really going to get into. And then I ended up really liking it, and it was the perfect book to read during election week for me. I was just going to say, this is our first post-election episode. Yeah, it was the perfect week for um, you to read that. For me to read that book. Because it felt topical, that, like I wasn't just ignoring what was going on, but it wasn't... A little bit of an escape It stone. wasn't super heavy or super dry, um, and it was very realistic, but also hopeful at the end. I don't know. I liked it. Okay. Um, I don't think I still have it on here, but it was especially um, it was especially good because the there was a, a line at the end that I wish I had it. Um, I think it was got sent back to the library, mm-hmm. but there was a line at the end that was basically like, 
not everyone has to agree. Like with every with every like civil rights ad- advancement that's happened, mm-hmm. not everyone is ever going to agree on everything. Sure. Like you only need a, not even the majority sometimes. You just need a loud enough mm-hmm. minority that you can't ignore anymore. And I'm not explaining it very well. The author's a much better writer and speaker than I am. Yeah. But the way that they phrased it was like hopeful in a depressing way. Hmm. Um, and it was like, it was basically like, not everyone is ever going to agree on racial equality, but you don't need everyone to agree. Like there's some hope in this idea that like, you, you can just accept that not everyone's going to agree, but that they don't need to. Like, that's mm-hmm. not necessary for progress. Okay. Anyways, I'm not explaining it very well, but I would recommend it. That's okay. Um, the, the other books that I've been reading recently um, are the opposite of that, basically. They're pretty much like Hallmark movies in novel form. Yeah, who, like, who like turned you on to this genre? Um, it's not really a genre. It's more just, like, contemporary female lit chick lit am i not supposed to say chick yeah it's kind of rude um Mm -hmm. the switch is the newest book by the person that wrote the flat share right um i was not beth o'leary sure sure look at me i was um not like super super enthused about it i ended up really liking it i think i liked it better than the flat share Mm. i think you would like it because it is very much a um a Hallmarky type movie, yeah, where it's like this lady and her grandma switch lives. So the grandma goes to live in London, and the like twenty-something-year-old um, who's on like a break from her job mm-hmm. goes to live in like hospice. this very what hospice hospice. <laughs> She's not dying. <laughs> no, she like basically she like has a nervous breakdown at work and is told to take like mandatory Got it. time off. So she goes to like Hamley and Harkinshire or some other like one of those ridiculous. Yeah. Um, little towns and to little town names um, and it would make a good movie I can't remember if it's being made into a movie or not mm. but it definitely everything's would be a been good optioned movie, probably and the other one I'm reading right now that I just kind of impulse started reading I've had such a hard time focusing on books I literally will just like start reading a book and like 10 pages in be like meh and then read a different book that's not like me at all I don't know who's sitting across from me here I know we have white Christmas lights outside and we have a fake Christmas tree this year. Oh my gosh! I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. Wow. Um, and 2020, I just can't man, focus on gosh. Book. But this one, it's okay so far. It definitely seems like a Netflix original movie. Um, but it's okay so far. It actually reminds me of Unreal, mm. which we've kind of been watching. Yeah, we're not really watching anything. We're not like really. Great British Bake Off is the only consistent. It's the only one. We're Give a watching. shout out to Zac Efron's weird, weird show. I think we already talked about In it. In his weird know. life. Yeah. Any more, my dear? That's it. We can go into news if you want. Would you like to Woo-hoo. restart the restart the jingle? Good news and bad news. We're twenty minutes in, and finally here it comes right now. You want to do good news first or bad news? Uh, good news, since you already mentioned Supermarket Sweep, which has oh, been... Oh, you're going to say I already mentioned the election. Oh, that too. I think. I hope. Um, Supermarket Sweep, yeah, probably like the first show on network TV that I've been eager to watch in like years. Um, I'm not always the hugest Leslie Jones fan. She's I like her in small show, though. bits and yeah, she is perfect for this. They, her, I find, like, <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, like, her enthusiasm yeah. 
and, Supermarket and, and, and energy and just like silly humor really works as like a game show host and it really works yeah. because she like you said small bites it's not like a half an hour of her just talking mm-hmm. like she's just like facilitating and bringing yeah. a lot of energy to the show and supermarket sweep was always fucking insane like the i know you know you don't remember watching it <laughs> no I've but like the level of network. energy and insanity is just ridiculous so she like brings that right tempo to it but i also do love like they have like searched far and wide for like uh contestants who like check very different boxes is that a fair way to say it i guess it was like drag queens yeah versus like young south asian women uh-huh. versus like white suburban hetero couple yeah and i forget what episode it was when they were it was a gay couple or something and i just like some of the the back and forth that leslie was having with these people i was like if there's like a grandma or someone who like tuned into like the old supermarket suite with the guy with the like the sweater fest and stuff, they would be like a little bit terrified of the show potentially. Not that they can't accept the people, but just it's a lot. <laughs> I, I hope that's a little bit of the point. Yeah. Like it's no fun to just like remake the old one. Like no. they're definitely bringing a more modern energy to it and a very sure. more modern host. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see what you mean. I, I think it's aimed more at our age group or maybe a little bit older who like remember watching it as a kid right. and like have some nostalgia for it. Yeah, man, that last, the last, the last riddles. God, if you have 45 Capri seconds, Sun. you gotta, you oh, gotta man. find, you gotta get through those aisles. Yeah. I'll I was sneak just saying, a, I think mm. we would be bad at this show because I'm so. the competitive, like more energetic one that would like be fucking running through the you aisles hate and grabbing grocery shit. Stores. I hate grocery shopping and you always I, grocery yeah. shop. So I would not have like the sense of what's near what. Right. I would be good at the final challenge thing. I think we would do well at that stage. I don't know which one of us would go out for the sweep. I don't think we would make it because I don't think I would be the one that I would need to be doing it, I think, just because yeah. I'm the competitive. I would not be able to stand and like sit and watch No, you, you would have to it. go out. And, I would have to yeah. do it. But I need to know. I want, like, behind the scenes. I want to know. Are they allowed they to get... walk the course? Yes. Mm. Like with, it's a, it, Everybody's asking. Like, with agility dogs. Like, you walk the course ahead of time. Because so that you... makes a big difference for that final challenge. Like, the people who didn't know where cereal was or where juice was, you're like, I mean, if they've just been sprinting around the, the place. It's a sweep. Yeah. You have to know, like, where the expensive items are. It's true. Like, are the they Yetis. stopping and reading price tags? Like, I need I, I want to know what happens to all that produce. I assume you think they, it's real? I don't know. Is it like Jeopardy, rest in peace, Alex Trebek, where we learned that they shoot that was one five... Of my bad. That's one of your bad news? That was one of my bad news. That they shoot five Jeopardies in one day for some reason? That makes no sense. No sense. Was it just for Alex Trebek, or did they Possibly? always do that? I'm going to sneak in a quick bad news just about TV shows. Uh, the Food Network's Pumpkin Challenge, Oof. that was like one of the worst... Oof. contest shows I've ever tried to we've watch. We only watched, made it through two and a half episodes. We've watched a lot of bad TV recently. Um, or just TV that like hasn't really gripped us. Yeah. That was just so We boring. sat down we're like, we're ready to be in a Halloween mood. And that, oh my gosh. It was so boring. And poor Allison Hannigan. Yeah, her just name out is, in the like, cold and the wind. And ugh. And the same judges that she had to reintroduce every time as if they were new judges. Ugh. Yeah, that was not great. Okay. Um, I have a couple more bad news if you want me to finish up. I have some news too. Go for it. Um, do you want me to do bad news or good news? Give me something good. Um, nothing. Nothing. You're not gonna consider these good. That's fine. Um, 
Becca Tobin on Instagram has been really yeah. open about her IVF journey. Right. And that's a good news of mine because I feel like that is something that a lot of people go through. and But it's not like common knowledge or publicly talked about. Like mm-hmm. nobody... I, don't, I feel like until someone maybe is at that point in their life when they're looking into those options, they don't actually understand like how it works or what the process is like. Yeah. And she was... Everyone thinks they're not going to need it. So then when you decide that you do, that's when you... Yeah, and it's, it. like, a little bit taboo or awkward to talk about. Like, a lot of people don't want to admit that they've gone through that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they fear that people will, like, look at them differently or look at their baby differently or mm-hmm. just be judgy about it or something. Um, or if it's just awkward to talk about your fertility journey. Like, how many times did you have to have sex before you decided that you need to go to IVF? Like, it is a very, mm-hmm. I don't know, slightly awkward thing to talk about, I guess. But she's been, like not just open about it but like sharing full video calls or parts of video calls with her doctor just talking about like having the doctor explaining all the steps of what happens next and Mm -hmm. like her asking questions about it and like i don't know i just feel like that's a very vulnerable thing to share um and i'm sure some of it is staged but uh still it's just been even i learned some stuff like we looked into it kind of briefly Mm -hmm. um and then didn't end up needing it but we know people who have used it and i even learned stuff from watching some of her videos and i just think it's very i don't know i'm happy to see i know we talked about on a previous episode like brooklyn 99 um talked about infertility and did a great storyline with it as well Mm -hmm. um so I was just thinking that show hasn't we never found out what happened to that but the show supposedly scrapped their entire yeah they're gonna need to season and start it again do a twist post um post George Floyd's murder mm-hmm. my other good news um you will not understand but I hope someone listening will understand um okay. it's Jill Duggar wears jeans from the Duggars from the Duggars one uh-huh. of the the second or third oldest one she was one of the ones who like was holding hands for the first time yeah they got she got married <laughs> to this other person that was in their church and it was like a whole thing and their wedding was like on the show i think i do they've like one, yeah. broken away from the family entirely oh shit she wears jeans now they listen is that to a thing music. that they don't wear jeans yes they have to wear skirts oh, and be modest huh. um so that was like the headline and i clicked on it and i'm like good for her like the way that she explained it made a lot of sense. It was. It was is she monetizing these jeans or just no, occasionally posting a photo? No, it was the opposite photo. of that. It was mm-hmm. like we um, need to like do what's best for us and our family, and we need to set some boundaries and yeah, you know have some comfortable we, leg wear. <laughs> we miss our families, and we hope that we can like you know. So they're like shun shunned. Seems like it. Oh boy. Because um, they're like breaking all the rules. Like and TLC or whatever has to be like have offered them a contract. Like what? What a primetime slot that would be. But Duggars at eight, anti Duggars at nine. Jill Duggar. Everybody's wear, everybody has a price. Jill Duggar wears shorts. Was, <gasps> is a, shorts would fucking. She shocks fans by wearing shorts. Um, I hope they're so as yeah, happy they, as John and Kate. They're still she, doing well, right? <laughs> good lord. Um, they basically said that they, Jill and her husband Derek, basically said that they're still very religious. They're still very spiritual. They still believe in God. But they're just... Um, God doesn't believe in George. <laughs> shorts. Um, so, yeah, she... They, uh, like, walked out of the contract, I guess, like, like previously. And now they're, like, not on good terms with the family because the um, the dad, like, 
controlled everything mm-hmm. and they've like they their son is in public school oh my gosh um is there any like sane well-adjusted reality she wears tv ripped person jeans and keeps her hair shorter than Man, she this is to getting more to. and more brash um she wore shorts she was only ever allowed to wear knee-length dresses or skirts because pants were dishonest to men dishonest um those lion pants so yeah she posted a picture of her wearing shorts and anyways just like props to her for for doing her own thing and like breaking her way from her family um apparently she's been outspoken about black lives matter and raising awareness about that as well so sounds like she's trying to be like a real human being and not just like a prop on her parents Mm. um yeah literally a number like number three out of 21 or man i've i've become judgy of people who have two kids let alone i just don't know how people have time for it Mm. and energy man you're telling me um my last one is not really good news it's not really bad news it's just a news um we're on the next door app man and i'm this is more of a bad news i guess i'm so this is a good news and a bad news number one i'm very sick of people being like did anyone lose a cat this is like one of the one of your primary fights in life right now sometimes people have outdoor cats just let them live their lives the good news aspect of it, I just remembered, is the cat that got that they got found oh after God. like two months. This person Parker, on next door, Parker's home. Like literally every day for sixty days was like not home yet. Has anybody seen this cat? Oh God, this cat's dead. Someone definitely bought a cat that looked like I, it and just put it I in her yard. I started looking for it on the side of the road. Like, oh I felt gosh. like he was dead. Also, it was just, like, a black cat. So every single time anyone saw a black cat, they're like, <laughs> is this Parker crossing my fingers? And it would never be Parker. Mm-hmm. But he, he went home. This poor person had nothing to live for this year without her cat. And she found her good cat. Good Lord. Okay, then. That was my good news. Uh, my last couple of quick bad news. Uh, World Series, which is old news at this point. But the fact that MLB made it through their shortened season and figured out most of their COVID stuff. And then on the last day, the last game of the season oh, yeah. for one of the players to test positive and be taken out in the middle of the game and to then break out of his quarantine in the clubhouse celebrate to celebrate on the field and take team pictures. <sighs> I thought you were going to say that, um, the Red Sox hired Alex Cora back after everything. Yeah, that's just ugh. They so they just dropped him for the the for the suspended year. The publicity at the time. Correct. The, the yeah. uh, perf- performative performative um, yeah. allyship or whatever. Uh, and last one, I think the game finally came out. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, whatever it's called, which is the new game by the Witcher people. Oh okay. Um, but it was delayed. Because of late, they just weren't finished with it quite yet. And people were sending the developers death threats because they had planned their paid time off Mm. around it. I had one kid asking me if he could skip school to get in line for the PlayStation 5. And I said no. Okay. Are we going to play it? I mean... What's it about? I'm, I'm on, like, a six-month video game delay, usually. I buy it when it comes down by, like, 20 bucks, so... That makes sense. No, no, it's like another big open... Yeah, that'd be perfect. It's like a big open world. It's like steampunk, but Oof. in the future? I, I don't know. steampunk. I don't think it's actually steampunk. I don't know what it is. You don't know what steampunk is? Or do you, know, do you don't know what the game Both. is? <laughs> <laughs> I know trains, and that's about it. 
Um, my bad news is actually kind of have to do with Field of Dreams. Oh, we're still going. You, you, you were supposed to turn the fireplace on. Oh my gosh. Oh, we ruined the whole podcast. Man, um, I'm not high on like, I don't like brag about a lot of middle class stuff, but having a gas fireplace that turns on with a light switch. It's a game changer. Man. It's a game changer. Um, you were very excited to show me the Field of Dreams scene where the wife, who is just a gem, she's yeah. just wonderful. Oh, Annie. Um, she like yells at the Nazi Sparkle. about the about the book burning. Nazi cow, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, this shit is still happening. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an article I read that parents were threatening a lawsuit about Poet X. I just don't even get like. First of all, they haven't read the book. I bet probably not. I just don't, I don't see how you would have the energy or the inspiration to say my kids shouldn't read also, this. Also, it's the same people that say that government shouldn't be involved in schools or that big government is ruining things. And then they say, but we should censor all these books. Doesn't and it's like, make any sense. The hypocrisy is just astounding. Also, Minnesota, our police officers want a book explaining racism removed from school teachings as well. There was a book that Don't talked think police about police have that that vote. <laughs> they they asked They're for it. They requested it hmm. um, because there was a like children's book that tried to explain, um, not even Black Lives Matter directly, but just like why like police shootings and sure, things like that, violence, yeah. and seemed to be like kind of neutral. It basically just said that there are some good cops and some bad cops, and sometimes they hurt people they're not supposed to, or like you know mm-hmm. little kid appropriate language. Yeah. And the police officers want it removed, saying it's anti-cop oh america <sighs> and yeah 55 percent of white women voted for trump again if you believe the exit polls so i know you have a whole thing about the exit polls if you want to yeah well there's absolutely no way they were accurate like everybody has <clears throat> has made it very clear that uh write-in votes and early votes swung one way dramatically and if uh, the whole point of exit polls is for people to literally stand outside the exits of the polls on election day and ask people uh, a sample of questions and expect to get a representative sample, that's not possible. You don't think they called people to try and... I don't know. I've never received a political po- call in my life, so I don't believe any poll ever. You always ever. say that. Minis- it's, it's, you never got them in New Hampshire? No. Then your parents must have put you on a no-call list or something, because my parents always got political phone calls, and I answered political surveys mm-hmm. sometimes. They would just call and say, is anyone in this household over the age of whatever, like when I was in college or after college? Yeah. And I would answer them. I would, I would do them a lot um, just because I felt like I wanted to, to be like a young liberal. Have a little voice. Yeah, I lost my bet. You never made me pay up anything, but I, oh, said, I, yeah. I said that the the outgoing lame duck president would receive no more than 40.9% of the popular And vote. I said, you are out of your fucking mind. I wish I knew, but I said, I, the only way I will, I will have faith in Americans is if that happens. Which is still too much. 40% is still too much. Yeah. 55% of white women. Fucking. <sighs> okay. Is it time for an advertisement? Sure. Do you want to try and say that word a different way? A commercial. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> you kind of blended the two and it wasn't Aluminium. Aluminium. Um, book digits? Mm. That was, should have not come out quite so much as a question. <laughs> book digits. B-double-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S. What is book digits in honor of Alex Trebek? 
It is a great book rating website. With ads. <laughs> um, so far we've made 14 cents on those ads. So Those are some accidental clicks. Breaking them in. <laughs> um, this is the drunkest I've been in a while. And I was like, oh, oh I'm having cider. tea. Gosh. This is not good. It's you know, rose apple in a small can. You know, you've reached like a different, <laughs> a different chapter in your 8. life. 0.5 fluid ounces. I literally, I literally sprinted home and sprinted inside the house. And I said, "Babe, I got what you've been waiting for, Single which was cider in a smaller quantity." Yeah, 8.5 fluid ounces. I'm not even done yet. Oof, 100 calories, and I'm feeling it. Um. <laughs> What was I saying? Uh, we were doing an advertisement. We were talking about book digits, and then we are talking about money. Yeah. Uh, ads. It's a great website. Oh, I was going to talk about the, the controversy. Controversy. Mm. Oh, you can't talk. Of the accomplishments thing. The, the achievements. achievements? Oh, yeah. So How did it start? You found I, a bug? Yeah, I always find bugs. People should pay yeah. me to find the issues in their websites or in their video games. Like, I'm very good at it. Or their apps. Or their scripts, as we were talking or about. Or scripts. I could be You're a You're just a doctor. troubleshooter. I am a troubleshooter. Someone should pay me for it. Um, I finished a few books. Yeah. The series. I, I, I finally... One of the achievements on Book yeah. Digits... There's some different levels that you can get to, and they're like little challenges, kind of. Mm -hmm. And it's like read 100 pages, or like put 50 books on your to read list, or yeah. whatever they are. And you like bump up different levels, and they're like gemstones, right? Yeah. Or, well, they start with metals, metals yeah. into gemstones. And the, my students the other day were so impressed that I like had an amethyst and like an opal. They're like, opals, that's so cool. I'm like, <laughs> I think they're pretty cheap yeah at least like the shitty little tiny earrings that i have but the kids were very impressed they got very obsessed with their birth gemstone things i don't know why you're anyway. straying a bit babe anyways um so i one of the achievements, one of the achievements is, yeah. was to read two books from the same series in, in the same year, year. Mm. and i finally did that i have not been reading a lot of series but i finally did that and i had already because it took me so long to read the series, I had already, like, finished some of the other accomplishments. Right. So, like, skipped level me through up, a bunch level of up, them. Level up. yeah. And I was able to, like, level up a bunch in a row. And then it said I'd reached the highest achievement, which is a red diamond. Ooh, very rare. And I was like, I do not think I got enough points for that. And I looked, and surely, indeed, <laughs> what am I trying to say? Sure enough. God. Sure enough. I'm just going to let you freestyle from here on out. Sure enough, I had not gotten enough points for it. Well, there that was, was a riveting. Bug. So I had to... What was the bug? I was double counting something? No, rereads. It was counting my rereads from last year as well for some reason. It was like mm -hmm. all rereads were counting towards this year's yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways. Right. That is what it was. You're right. I know. Um... We patched so the bug. You I had accepted to make, a rollback. I had to make the moral, ethical decision Correct. to roll it back. You're going to a good place. Uh, I still have not Jeremy achieved Baramy. Red Diamond, but I'm real close. Like seven you points away. I think you must be more than less than seven now. I don't think so, because I didn't do full ratings for my last. Oh, no, you're right. I didn't vote for you, because you had to write. Still write the review. Oh, wow. That was an ad. Away. Okay. Um... And I'm two books behind schedule for my goal now. I yeah. don't know if I'm going to so reach my goal. So it's bookdigits.com. 
check it out. You too can be upset about your achievements or excited because I'm only one away from the highest for the year, but then it's all going to reset there's in a January link, anyway. There's a link on the site to this podcast. So really you can just stay in... You don't need Netflix. You don't need Hulu. You just cycle back and forth. How many current books I have? That's disgusting. I don't honestly know who you are anymore. I know. Are we going to talk about a book right now? Do the children love the books? The children love the books. We're going to talk about Bennett a book. Bennett loves this book. We're going to talk about a book that um, oh, you got very excited about. Man, have I told the story of how I obtained this book on this podcast yet? Can I give a little bit of backstory and then you can Go for it. do your thing? Um, you really loved this book. Very long. It is You long. first bought it on Kindle. Yes. Decided you needed the hardback. Mm-hmm. Because you loved it so much. I was like, yeah, sure, babe, I'll read that sometime. And didn't really read it because I have a very long to read list and I just, it wasn't jumping out at me. I'm mm-hmm. very much a mood reader to a ridiculous extent this year. And then I had a baby and I was like, I'm not going to read a hardcover that big because I do not ever have two hands to hold it. So yep. then... Did I make it? No, we only had the hardcover. No, yeah. you, I made you buy it on Kindle so I would read it. Correct. That's what happened. Um, so I eventually read it and then I was like, hey, why did I wait so long to read that? I really enjoyed it. And it didn't seem as long as I was afraid it, really it was doesn't, going to no. be. Um, for literary fiction, 512 pages, it's not what it feels like. It does not, for sure. Hmm. Um, so what was your story about how you obtained We haven't the said the, the name of the book Oh, yet. the book is The Overstory by Richard, Richard Powers. Powers. I was going to say Richard Simmons. Very different person. So, Barnes & Noble. Circa... Oh, you did tell a story on the podcast. I remember telling it to a friend, Emma. You think I told on him the, the podcast, podcast, too? Yeah. Okay. You can rehash it shortly. Barnes & Noble... Zero in stock. I f- then I, then I find both the book in the in the children's used section, and a gift card for thirty five dollars on the ground. Best Barnes and Noble trip ever. Very awkward to go up to a, a counter, and ask them how much money is on a gift card, and also has anybody reported a lost gift card. <laughs> And when they said no, I said, okay, then this is mine. And I would like to use it with this book. And they judged you hard. They did. I judged you pretty hard, too. But um, So the overstory is the only book you need to read if you want to become a tree lover and tree hugger. I guess that's how I'd introduce it. I introduced it to people that it made me cry over a tree. Yep. More than I cared about most of the actual human characters in the book. Interesting. It's still, I still can't even think about that chapter without, like, it, like, squeezing my heart. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. So, it is a... Especially because this happened in real life. Yeah. Kind of. A version of it. Yeah. I was just telling you about the Australian, the, um, a story about the, in Victoria, mm-hmm. they put it, are, like, doing highway rerouting Clearing. or something. Yeah. And they cut down this massive, um, ancient tree mm-hmm. that was a... Um, what do you call it? Like a um, spiritual site yeah. for the the indigenous aboriginals in that place, and they cut it down. Even though they had like sued them and taken them to court and tried to like get it protected and stuff, and the government said nope. Oh well, and they they cut it down. Um. So this is the Pulitzer Prize winning. That's how you say that word. Novel. P- yeah. Pulitzer. 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 That's what you just said. Whatever. Wilburton. Oh my god. <laughs> Hashtag Wolverton. 
Is that gonna be the code word? Um, so I love the structure. I love everything about this book. I gave it an A plus. It's in my A plus group, which is just Great Gatsby, Overstory, Infinite Jest, which probably will get knocked down if I ever read it again. And you're gonna read Infinite Jest again? Probably not. Good so it probably Lord. will stay there. And uh, White Noise, which probably should be knocked down. I could not get through that book. I tried so many times, <laughs> so hard, and I just couldn't get. I couldn't do it. So the Overstory has a it's like a ensemble cast is how i usually tag it on book digits meaning that there's no one protagonist there's some some characters who have more priority than others but there's a total of i think nine essential key key actors um and the first section it's broken into like i think four large sections the first section introduces each of them in their own section and then sections two through two through four they start to interweave can I explain it in a way that sounds much more interesting than what you just said? Oh my god, that was rude. <laughs> Go for it. I'm just saying, you're giving like the, I'm obsessed with this, I'm going to write my thesis on it. Uh-huh. And I just want to give like the more realist Oh, please thing. do, babe. I think I gave it a B plus. Um, I really enjoyed the book. I thought it was a good mix of like mystical... Um, metaphysical what? metaphysical yeah um stuff with like realistic stuff mm-hmm. so it wasn't all just like this doesn't feel real or just like boring real life stories it was a really good mix of that yeah it starts with like short vignettes of different characters and you're kind of like who are these people why am i reading about them they all have a connection and to then, trees in some yeah. way some more obvious than others um although i don't know why you, they necessarily needed to be like labeled a certain tree because that didn't come up that much later hmm but then they all kind of collide together, although not in as a cliche way that I feared it. I, I feared it was going to be like Crash. Yeah. Like where, where they were all going to be like magically connected in just the right ways. Like, or Sense8. Or yeah. Sense8. Where literally or like the tree yeah. connects them. Yeah. Uh, no. So I was afraid it quick, was... Can I ask a quick question? Because yes. so when you finished section one... What did you think was going to happen? Did you think... I personally thought each character would continue to have their own section. And maybe at the end yeah, they would interweave. Yeah, I didn't interweave. realize that. I didn't realize the section by... Because I read it on the Kindle. Yeah, so true. I didn't Changes realize the section by section thing. Because I, like, skipped through the table of contents on the Kindle. Because yeah. it's boring. And you can't really, like, see it physically. So mm-hmm. I did not realize there was an end of a section. So I thought it was just going to keep developing those characters. And that maybe they would intertwine. Yeah. So... On one hand, I was expecting them to intertwine a little bit more in some ways, but on the other hand, yeah. I thought it was more realistic that like not all of them like magically collided at the same place at the same time. Right. And the way that they kind of bounced in and out, in and out of each other's lives, and like they came into each other's lives at different points. It wasn't like all they walked into a bar at mm-hmm. the same time kind of right. thing. Um, so I thought like the structure of it led it to be very fast paced for how th- dense of a book it is. Right. Um, and the the way they introduce the different characters at the beginning makes you uh, makes it go by very fast because you're, you're anticipating like the next time a different character is going to show up. Yeah. So it was definitely a page turner because I was like, all right, I want to finish this character section because I want to see what the next character is going to be or how that how the next character is going to be interwoven. Yeah. Um, I did think it got a little bit draggy. I wouldn't drag is not drag is not even the right word. It just got a little bit um less page turnery. Uh-huh. Maybe like two thirds of the way through the middle yeah. section. Where like 
some of the big drama has already happened, and then they haven't really like and made the up next in the big tree or ja- no, 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 after, after that. that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like after that happens, and then they all kind of like go their separate ways, and then you're just kind of seeing how the fallout is after the after the death as well. You're saying yeah, yeah, correct, yeah. Yeah, the end of the book, that final section isn't my favorite. So, like, um, the very... So, probably, like, two-thirds, three-quarters of the way through the book, yeah. after, like, there's all these big events that happen, yeah. they all kind of scatter. You walk, you kind of see, like, this individual fallout of a lot of them. Yeah. And that part was just, like, it's just kind of... What you, I'm seeing if our Christmas lights are still on. You're making on. me twitchy. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can say, reading it a second time, yeah, the last section... It did drag a little bit for just me. Just the energy just is much lower. Bit, and like yeah. it's a little bit less, I was a little bit less anticipating what was going to happen next. Yeah. So I was thinking like, oh, this book's kind of losing it for me a little bit. And then the a- actual ending ending, like, I don't know. I really liked it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I liked the, I don't know if this is really a spoiler, but I liked like the alternate universe kind of question of, um, there's the character giving a speech and you don't know which thing she actually does. Correct. And that opens up this idea of like alternate timelines. Correct. Um, which upon second read, that was the most interesting thing. Um, and I think it's tied in um, like the metaphysical kind of stuff that started off earlier in the book. Yeah. Um, and then kind of maybe lost through some of that draggy part. Right. And it brought it back. I'm just realizing it reminds me of a tale for the time being and why I like that book yep. so much. Yep. It's got some of the same literary vibes of that yeah. book where it's like real people and like tragedies and real life kind of things happening. But there's this weird like supernatural tie right. to everything. Yeah. I'm just in awe of how Richard Powers, like how in control of the whole book he is. Like, he knows what every single character is going to do. He knows how they're connected. He knows how the tree connects them all. Yes, it doesn't... For, for a 500-page book, there was no, like, wasted sections or right. chapters or sentences even. Like, everything seemed like yeah. it had a purpose and connected everything. And not in an over-edited way either. Like, in a, just a perfectly... Yeah, and the part that always gets me is way. that there's, like, a lot of long paragraphs about just about trees whether it's about about a specific uh, species of tree or about one particular tree and like that kind of stuff should stand out almost like a sore thumb like when i read like john steinbeck who's who i always try to like but he's not one of my favorites like i'm like grapes of wrath i'm like oh there's a very long section about you know the pastoral view and then we're gonna get back into the story but here just felt very very blended to me Whenever people say what's your like least favorite book you've ever read, Grapes you of Wrath is go up to there that. for me. Oliver Twist and Grapes of Wrath are the two that always pop into my head. Grapes of Wrath was a summer read for me. I was in Cooperstown uh-huh. with my brother. This was required reading, you're saying? Yeah, it was for AP Lit, I think. Going into the next year, yeah. Um, or Honors. I think it was actually Honors still at that point. Honors English. Um god it was so bad i was supposed to be reading it and it was so boring and it was just like paragraphs about dust and like wagons and like shriveled crops and i don't even oh god it was so bad back to the overstory overstory i'll i'll keep gushing about it some but we gotta get to like the the most important quibble with this book which is richard powers Smelling. researched every fucking thing about every tree that's ever existed 
but he did not look at Google Maps for St. Paul, Minneapolis enough. He tried to say two streets intersected that do that are parallel. Yep. They run parallel to each other and do not intersect anywhere. And also said and like really three blocks jarring. down on Snelling. And like nobody calls, nobody says that about Snelling. Like no, nobody goes like, for a walk down the block of no, Snelling. No, it's like a, um, I never know what to call them. Like a, a like minor highway. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's not set up in blocks. It's a non-divided highway. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh. I was but it's say, funny for one of the one of the storylines to take place kind of down the street from us. Yeah, where we were living at the time mm-hmm. while you were reading it. Um, I was going to say I was actually a little bit surprised that the the science didn't bother you because it oh, was yeah. pretty. Patty's one of my favorite characters. It was pretty in depth. The science it wasn't like surface level biology one hundred and one. It was no for me one of the first ever uh, not TED talks I listened to, but it was ted talk podcast was about networks of trees and how they interact underground and feed each other signals so i already knew a little bit about that and then when i was like oh he's doing that i was like sweet i just not even that but like especially patty's storyline there was just Mm. a lot of um pretty dense botany and and adam adam is the psychologist he had quite a lot of um, science from when he was his the younger. ants and everything. Yeah. Can I run through the characters real quick? Sure. Okay. So I guess if you had to pick a main character, it would be Nick, probably. Who is... Nick who gets Nick Huell, uh, Who gets the f- opening scene. The farm. Right. The farm boy. Which, when you read that opening scene, you're like, is this a multi-generational story? And like we're going to be constantly talking about the great-grandfather? And then, and then you figure out, like, no. He's just getting us to the current day. Yeah. So you have Nick. You have Mimi is kind of the second second main, I would yes. say. I think I liked her. Yeah. She is... I, I really kind of connected to hers because she starts... Or the middle of her storyline is her in an office job and trying to figure out what the hell to do with her life at yeah. the same time. And, and that's when trees kind of trees. just grab her. So Adam is kind of... A little bit of a loner as a kid, and uh, yeah, his science love translates into psychology. He's a little bit of the straight man, whatever you call it, like yeah. the um, the foil or the. He's a foil to some of them. The yeah. this this the isn't it called the straight, like the yeah the non like the one that's the non-believer, like right. the the doubting Thomas of the group. Yeah, that's meant to be like the the reader. Yeah, then you have Douglas. Never who, liked Douglas. Douglas isn't my favorite. His opening scene is bizarre. Um, the jail one where he pays yeah. to go to jail. Strange. Uh, he's the one who also he's lands. He's important, but he, in yeah. terms of the, moving the plot along. He's like the prototypical tree hugger, which is good in some ways and problematic but in not some. Not that he's the prototypical tree hugger. Uh, he becomes that. He like he becomes that. Yeah, he's yeah. not like a 60s hippie. No, true. Um, then you have Nile, um, who is the parent, was, the child of the Indian immigrants. I was interested in him at first, and then I got kind of lost on re-read, in his I, video game. On reread, I did not enjoy his. His was probably one of my least favorite on reread. Patty, I think, is probably like the best storyline. You reread this book; it's a thousand pages. Yeah. Um, yeah, I liked Patty the best for sure. Yeah. Then you have Olivia, who is kind of. The, I loved her. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of like the linchpin of the. the Olivia is who I like, in in the activist scenes. Like I want to be Olivia. Like Uh I, 
I liked. Yeah. Her. You missed um. Richard that leaves and Dottie. Ray and Dorothy. <laughs> I was pretty close. That's pretty Richard good. and Dottie. Yeah. Dottie's a nickname for Dorothy. The Snelling Ave folks, which, um, on the first reading, I was like, I don't get it. Like their entire storyline is, uh, cheating, then kind of staying together because of forced circumstances. And then they decide to not mow their lawn, and they start to enjoy the beauty of nature. I just thought they were meant to be the the activists that could have been. Well, theirs is a storyline upon a second reread to look closer at. Because yeah, I know we, we had a very long talk about this on one of our hikes. Yeah. Because um, talking about infertility, maybe they weren't infertile in a different different timeline. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I don't know what else I have to gush about. Um, I've seen a, a slight resurgence of this book on yeah. Bookstagram. More people, yeah. I've seen a couple different people talking about it recently. So um, it was not, I, I did not worship it to the extent that you did. For me, it was just, I remember reading the the synopsis, you know, when it was like a pre-release and being like, this sounds like a book I'll absolutely love. And I was convinced that I would get into it and either try to convince myself I loved it or hate it. And I was just so relieved to really, really well, enjoy it. It's also just it. so, like, affirming to, to be right about something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to like that book and then to have it live up to your expectations. And it just came about, right, because it came out in 2018. I didn't give a flying fuck about trees until, like, 2017. Yeah. So it just came at, like, the right point in my life. Okay. Hmm. Apparently the, his other books tend to be a little too literary um, on balance, so... It's, I'm not going to be tempted to like go through his whole back catalog, I don't think. Yeah, because that did not work out well for you with Dundalolo. Thanks, babe. Still never read a single Dundalolo book. Are we doing any more podcasts here? I thought we were going to talk about the movie. I don't have a ton to say about it, so I think okay. we can do it. Um, the movie? What's our movie thing? Oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. You want the moon? A lot of the moon. <laughs> this is the right time of year for that it's movie, true. at least. I'm George Bailey. Um, we were going to talk about Knives Out. Yep. We were like, like a year a too year. Literally a year too late It was like a Thanksgiving. Like for a lot of people, it might have been the last movie they saw in theaters. Yeah. because If parents, they had a baby in December. Your which parents is just us. saw it when Remember. they came to visit us. Yeah. After the after baby. After the baby. So God, December. So yeah. I think it was a Christmas release. Christmas movie. Okay. Weird because it's not like a happy family movie. I don't really get like who decides what's up what's a holiday movie like sometimes it's a christmas movie okay sometimes it's like supposed to be a family thing like i saw the stephen hawking wife movie on I christmas was there. i saw you saw that what does that have to do with what does that have to be christmas i think it's more just meant to be a multi-generational appeal yeah you're right um so knives out i had to pretty much beg you to watch this i was not enthused no um i I just have realized in the past few years that I do not enjoy mysteries. I don't understand how that's possible. I, you always love guessing things and trying to predict things. I just, like, get bored by it. I What? So, I feel like it's... I don't like mysteries because they're, like, forced... They're, they force you to make guesses contrived. and predictions about okay. them. They feel contrived. Like, if I'm reading, like, something that's a normal storyline. I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. In the mystery, it. they're like, what do you think's going to happen? And I'm like, I just let me watch you the movie. You don't like a whodunit? No. 
Oh, I remember I like care. the first time I read a like a chapter book in like third or fourth grade was a Who Done It was uh, the Westinghouse, which is what this is the Westing game. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I no, I and I was just like, oh, wow, I so enjoy cool. guessing what's going to happen as like a secondary thing. I don't like the primary point of the story being that you have to guess. Yeah, it's like the it's like a clue board game. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. But the whole point is that you have to guess. I don't. That's. I feel like I can't just watch the movie and form my own opinions, because it's always just like, who do you think did it? Who do you think did it? And I'm like, I don't know. Stop asking me. Right. So this this. I mean, this wasn't a typical mystery. It certainly took some nods from things like Clue, I think. But. Well, um, it was it was satira, or not even satira, I think, but just like, um, playing off of a lot of the tropes of a traditional. Right mystery like orient yeah, express yeah. type of mystery where there's God, the cast of terrible. there's the cast of distinct characters who all have different motives like clue like you said and i admit being a little bit i was certainly surprised and a little bit disappointed when daniel craig so, had a southern accent that was disturbing but the fact that you find out the cause of death very clearly up front yeah pretty up front um also confusing, I think I think you and I were both a little bit racist, but we both thought the maid and the nurse were the same person. Because, you know, it's the maid who finds him dead, but the nurse who's with him yeah. when he dies. But the, the Their nurse, faces just weren't distinctive enough for me to figure it out in, like, the, the first two scenes. White, yeah. Yeah, I was confused about that at first. I also maybe wasn't watching that closely. Now you have me wondering, I really don't know what I don't like about mysteries, but I've, mm. I've never really liked them. I've tried them, and I just feel like the whole point of the story is trying to figure out who did it. That's boring to me. Right, but that's what I'm saying. In this one, you know you know who did it. But you don't know why or how. Correct. How it, how, how it And not to toot that. my own horn, but... Um, I, I figured out one of the twists like immediately as it was happening, which I don't think is a spoiler because it happens in like the first 20 minutes, but yeah. the main the the patriarch of the family dies because he is getting his nightly medicine from his nurse and she switches up the bottles. Right. She drops them and then puts the wrong one in. And immediately when that happened, and then she says, okay, you have seven minutes before you die. Yeah. And that sets in motion, like, him trying to, like, put all these things into play before he dies. Yeah. And then he decides to cut his own throat. So he doesn't have the painful oh, death of... No, so that oh, she that... doesn't get blamed. Right. That's his big concern. But immediately I was like, she didn't flip the medicine, she flipped them again, and he would have been fine. Which is true if he had not slit his throat. Spoiler, there might be people who haven't seen it. Oh, maybe that was too much of a spoiler. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Oh, well. It's a year too late, so hopefully if someone really yeah, wanted think. to watch it. Um, I mostly enjoyed this. I would say I enjoyed it for the acting, the actors. Yeah. And not necessarily for the story. I thought it was amusing enough to be like, oh, is Chris Evans good or bad? Or like, mm -hmm. what's her face with the bad teeth? Like, oh, what's her deal going to be? Mm -hmm. Tony. Colette. Colette. What's her name? Colette. Colette. Um, so I would say I enjoyed it more um, just because there were recognizable actors and, and I enjoyed the family dynamics of it more than I was that invested in like the, the whodunit parts. 
Yeah, I'm trying to remember how it all comes together at the end. There's a few plot holes, I think, in the last the last act. Um, I don't know. I would say that if you like mysteries, you'll probably like it because there is a lot of like tongue in cheek, wink nod to like mm-hmm. tradition, a lot of traditional um, tropes, kind of mystery tropes. And I think if you don't really like mysteries, it's still enjoyable just because of some of like the the scenes with the whole family and like the acting from the different actors you've recognized, mm-hmm. and um, it is pretty like. Fast pace isn't the right word, but, like, the pacing is good in general, I would yeah. say. There weren't any points where I got super bored or or that it came together too quickly, quickly that you couldn't follow it. Like, I thought it was it was well-paced and, like, the reveals were at good times. And, like, it, it was all plausible at the end. Mostly. Pretty much. Did you see the sequel that they're working on? Eh, maybe. Hmm. I don't know that I'd like... Well, I'm never probably going to go to a movie theater again. What are we going to do with that AMC gift card that Man, we got given for the Christmas The next person, whoever gets the, the keyword tonight. Gets an AMC gift card. <laughs> um, no, we're not doing keywords anymore because I don't want to think of any more prizes. Um, yeah, I don't think I have much more insightful to say about this. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a mystery person, you'll like it just because of the... Um, flipping the tropes and, like respecting the tropes and i think if you're a non-mystery person it's worth seeing it just for the the different actors that are in it yeah um oh yeah the the patriarch is a crime novelist do you really believe he would have that much money from i guess he's supposed to be like a james patterson type person stephen king stephen king maybe hmm so yeah i i I don't know i would i would watch a a sequel like we watched this one like at home sometime if we're bored Right, it was um, free on Amazon, so no harm done there. That's, I think, all I have to say about it. And okay. sometime we can delve further into why I don't like mysteries or detective stories. Sure. Um, do you have any upcoming things? No. Um, I'm looking forward to nothing. Speaking of sequels, the Histoc Materials? When was that supposed to come out? I thought it was November. They have it filmed? You sure? I thought so. I saw a commercial or something for it. Do we just not have HBO anymore? No, it's still up there. Maybe we just haven't clicked on HBO, but I thought people would be mm-hmm. talking about it. Well, the first season wasn't great, but watch it wasn't like Watch the season that two bad. premiere tonight. Oh, weird. We're not going to watch it tonight, but weird. Why not? Because I've finished a, like a, a eight and a half ounce cider and I'm ready for bed after this. Season two. All right, well, we didn't said we didn't have any TV shows to watch, so... Are you going to watch it with me or no? Yeah, sure. Sinagazi! That's the key word for tonight. <laughs> oh, God. What they get if they win? Um, French Exit is being made into a movie. Okay. Is it? Uh, you know that I get confused between optioned and actually made into a That's movie. That's the one where... Patrick DeWitt. Yeah, the cat can kind of talk. Yeah, and they cross the, the ocean. The ex-husband. Yeah, weird book. Did not enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Michael Bay movie that's coming out, Songbird. It's about a pandemic. I'm so against all of these people yeah. trying to capitalize on COVID, COVID mutates or something. Man. Just why, Michael Bay? Go back and live in your transformer. I just finished mansion. the book Afterland, which is, uh, I mean, kudos to Lauren Bulks who decided to write a pandemic book and happened to have it time to come out this summer like that's 
pretty impressive foreshadowing. In hers, the the disease, the virus attacks uh, men specifically um, with their prostates, and a really interesting premise to figure out how the world would react to. People have called it like a reverse Handmaid's Tale kind of, um, but the execution of it is not great. Um, you just scroll past it on HBO. What is Wonder it? Woman, the next one. Wonder yeah, they're Woman coming straight to HBO. Straight to HBO on Christmas Day. Okay. So I don't imagine that we'll actually watch it. First well. episodes available of uh, his Dark Materials. All right, we'll have to watch City it. City of Magpies. This is. I I want to watch. Going back to his dark materials, I want to watch the first episode because I had a lot of feelings on the podcast. We talked about this of what they should have done for the first episode of season two, yep. based on the opening of the subtle knife. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested to watch it. You're you're making a face like you don't. Remember. I remember some things. Um. They, we were saying that they brought so much of Will into the first season of the TV show. Yeah. That they kind of ruined some of the, uh, potentially cool reveal that they could have had. Uh huh. Oh, are we going to talk about When Harry Met Sally sometime? Oh, yeah. On the list. As long as you don't make me watch any of these Studio Ghibli. Princess Mononoke. Oh, God. I need to watch some more of those sometime. Um, <sighs> oh, I thought that was a Selena. Uh, a Selena What's-Her-Face cooking show by <laughs> Selena Gomez. I thought it was Selena Quintanilla. <laughs> Quintan- <laughs> Great uh, Food Network baking show. All Selena <laughs> themed. Um, es un bra. Uh, the last things I was going to talk about was um, how there's so many concert live streams. We talked about this before, but like, oh man, are people still doing there's those? There's become a resurgence. We of haven't it. watched them in months. Darlene K has a new album out today called Conscious Control, okay. which is having like a launch live stream, which I'm just kind of over like the concert live streams. It's just not a concert. Mm. It's kind of it's the it's, it's the personal life. It's my personal life version of my work life thing when I'm like oh I'll definitely watch that webinar yeah they're this webinars basically they're the webinars of the music industry correct mm. no you're making a face no, at me I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud saying, of like, myself for saying that in in my more professional life I'm just like oh all of these cool like um, Q&A's or webinars or like yeah. um, like workshops yeah I'll definitely go to that or I'll watch the recording of it and I just don't it's very That's- weird to sit and watch music on a television. That's how I feel about these live streams. Is yeah. that like, in theory, it sounds like a good idea, but when it gets down to it, I'm like, do I really want to turn that on? Popping and just, popcorn like, and just sitting there, a... just bopping along. Like, what are you supposed to do? So Matt Nathanson, friend yeah. of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Not a friend of the show. I've hugged him. I've hugged him more than once. I made him cookies one time. Yep. Um, I like bullied him on Twitter until he told me what kind he of he read that he tweet. Um. He has a Christmas album coming out. Yeah. Uh, he's having like a live stream release show like in mid December. Gosh, our calendar's just filling, filling up. up. Filling up. Um, anyways, I love all we of these. We have to do our other tradition this year on Wednesday night, even though we're not baking pies. Oh, yeah, we've got to watch episode four, episode of, four of Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies. Um, and we have to listen, even though we're not making pies, we have to listen to the Sarabarellas. Uh, CD. Sugar. Butter. Flour. Gluten. Yeah. <laughs> I got a free pie from work. A beautiful free apple pie from a local orchard and I, I can't eat it. You and Leo, we're going to have to split it. Yum. Are you going to get some ice cream or something for yourself? You got to have ice cream on apple pie. Mm, Alamode. 
close. Hmm. You don't speak a lot of French, do you? All right, we're gonna wrap this up. We gotta come up with a keyword French for these fit. these seventy one minute listeners. Really? I thought you already said what was your Sitagazi. I think that was the first keyword. That was the first keyword. I thought the first keyword was like platypus or something. <laughs> well, the last one was Shangazi, and you thought Shangazi. it was Sitagazi. Oh. Um, I'd say webinar. I'd say webinar. A la mode. I was gonna say. Okay. I don't think there should be a keyword. We don't have any more prizes to give out. <laughs> AMC gift card. <laughs> if you send, how about this? No keyword. If you send a self-addressed stamped envelope <laughs> to Snelling Avenue, two blocks south. We don't live on near Snelling um, anymore. All right. Thanks, people. Thanks for listening to this. This was an especially silly episode as of recently. I think this soon maybe will sponsored by Strongbow. We'll cover topics that came out in this calendar year. That should be the goal. Well, my goal is for us to watch a bunch of dumb Christmas movies. We already watched one dumb Christmas series. Yeah. And do another. I think we might have to mix up the format of this show going forward. What do you mean? We're just since we don't go to the movies, like the book thing, we still occasionally read books, but I don't know. I think maybe we need to do a book and then like a couple couple other forms of media. Quick okay. hits. We'll talk about it. We'll see. Okay, what in people, our next planning session. See what the people want. Okay. Well that was the rough draft, so now we're gonna go back and do the podcast again. I'm going to bed. Okay. Um I'll do both voices. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> oh, that would be ridiculous. Um Is that I good? Used, no. Oh, shit. Okay. Um I'm hoping that I know there's been a long break between a lot of our episodes, but I'm hoping to come back with a, a Christmas episode. A we, live show. We've saved we, for a hundredth episode. We should try and figure out a live show. Hmm. We're still a little, we're still like a year away from that at the pace that we're going. <laughs> so, um, we have saved a bunch of dumb-looking Christmas it's movies. Basically, on all that Netflix is. Yeah. yeah. So we're. When are we going to talk about Stefan Nora's Infinite Christmas? That's what I'm saying. Wish list. What was it called? <laughs> that is not what it's called at all. Um, that would be the Dash SNL Credit to Dave Chappelle for Dave, having the dear. first bit of watchable SNL, including yes. some John Mulaney monologues. No, the Dave Chappelle yeah. one. I, I'm not a huge Dave Chappelle fan. I don't always get him. You were like, he's smoking. <laughs> you were so I scandalized. He's killing it, I thought. No, he was literally smoking, oh. and you said, oh, he's smoking. You meant like I was trying to use slang. Yes. Okay. That's <laughs> what you meant. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap this up. Um, we are going to hopefully do a Christmas episode sometime in the next few weeks with some of the bad Netflix or maybe Starting surprise. Starting Friday, we can watch them. This is my rule. Next Friday? Oh, yeah, this Wait. Friday. Yes, starting, I guess starting on Friday. You're the one who makes arbitrary Christmas rules that I kind of thought we were throwing out this year. Because hmm. 2020. Okay. All right, thanks for listening all the way through, especially those last three minutes of nonsense. It's been real. Um, we appreciate you. We still have fun doing this, even though it's not super often. Um, if you want to catch up with us between episodes. Oh, I got a bad leg cramp. <laughs> I have to pee. <laughs> if you want to catch up with us between episodes, check us out on Twitter or Instagram, at BookDigits on Instagram, um, at DDGetDone on Twitter, but I don't use that one very often, or at Heather324 on Twitter. And okay. we'll see you next time. Okay, bye.